0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Sisterly Podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed our last podcast featuring all the girls um, behind our brand talking about the movie slash TV show recommendations. We talked a lot about great things to watch all year round, and then we discussed some of our favorite holiday viewings. so if you haven't checked that out, definitely go look over for that on the Spotify podcast. Um, And as I'm sure you've seen all over Instagram and our TikTok this week, our current focus has been mostly on relationships and fun holiday dates and just overall like fun things to do with relationships. So for this podcast, I have some very special guests joining us. Um, They are going to be my parents, Susan and Wayne. (laughs) So, they've been married for roughly 33 years. Yes. Um, Okay, perfect. And they've been together for 37. Yeah. (laughs) So, they're kind of what I would consider experts in the relationship department. So, I prepared a few questions for them and figured we could just have a conversation with them, asking them about some stuff. So, we shared a lot of book recommendations on just on our socials about strengthening your relationship, I was wondering if you guys had any tips or any book recommendations yourselves that you used or what you learned throughout the years.
1: Well,
0: <laughs>
2: well hi everybody. Um, I'm Sophia's mom, and I'm trying to think. Um, I think there's always a lot of learning that happens throughout the years. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that. Um, many of the things that we've learned have been more like trial and error type things, you know. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's been a specific book that I've relied on. Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Other than, like, we rely a lot on our faith um, and guidance from, you know, maybe the Bible in that regard. But um, I can't think of a specific book that I've read about relationships. I think Dad has, though.
1: Yeah, so...
0: Need
1: a yeah. little extra help. Yeah, <laughs> well, we all do. We need as much help as we can get. Um, relationships are not always easy, uh, but I think our faith has helped us a lot. Um, the Bible, some of the different um, readings from uh, Saint John Paul II and maybe uh, Pope Francis have been has been really helpful. But also, yeah, you know, I think. Um, you know, reading about forgiveness, right? Because, uh, you know, God knows that Sue has forgiven me a whole lot. <laughs> uh, but I, think, I think that's one of the keys into a, into a relationship is, um, you know, being able to forgive one another because we're all going to mess up. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. <clears throat> so I don't know if you guys have heard of this or taken these tests before, But there is, like, five main love languages that people talk about. Um, So that was one of the books we recommended was The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That lasts by Gary Chapman. Um, So it's mostly about, like, learning what love language speaks best to you and the love language you can show your love in. And, like, via, like, doing that with your partner. So, like, if your love language was gift-giving, but your partner's love language was, like, school-quality time together, like, transferring that back and forth and sort of knowing, learning how to show love that way. Have you guys ever heard of that or taken those tests?
1: So, I didn't know we had homework for today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't. You didn't. (laughs) Uh, What I will say
1: is, no, I've not, you know, I've heard of love languages, uh, but I've not researched or read any of the books about it. Uh, Okay. I think that...
0: How did you guys learn to, like, sort of communicate, like, hey, like, this is the best way to show me that you love me, like, by either doing quality acts or, like, um, spending time with me? You
1: tell each other. I think you talk and Mm -hmm. you listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's one of the the great things uh, about our relationship is your mom's really good at about telling me when to listen and when I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> well, I have heard about that and the love languages. I know all of you kids have done those kinds of things. I have not taken that test. Um, but um, I think I would probably say that with love languages, um, I like to show my love by supporting somebody, doing for them, just small acts of kindness, that kind of thing.
0: I think you and also then, just like from like mother to daughter and like stuff like that. I feel like you also show your love language a lot in gift giving. Yeah, I probably do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which is my way of just saying like I was thinking about you and I saw yeah. this at the store and if I think something's going to make somebody happy, then yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, I would, I would think, you know, there are differences, right? You, know, you have different relationships that have different foundations. Yeah. And I think one of the big things is um, being heard. I think it's important to you that you want to, in our relationship, that you want to, to know that I hear you and that I value what you're saying and pay attention to it. Absolutely.
2: See, it only took 33 years for <laughs> <laughs> of marriage. <That's> big, <laughs> And now that I know you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yep, yeah, yep.
2: Yeah. But, um, and then how about you? Do you think, what would be your love language if you had to, if you took that
0: test, what do you think it would come out? I'm definitely going to make you guys take it after this. I feel like it'd be interesting just to see, like, what you think versus what you actually well, did. Well, what do you think mm-hmm.
1: mine would be? You said what you thought your mom's would be. I
0: feel like yours is acts of service. Yeah. Like, say that. yeah, just with, mm-hmm. like... Doing things around the house, yard work, so we don't have to. <laughs> and then you also serve people a lot. Taking yeah. care of the kids'
2: dogs. Yes. While they're sleeping in or something, taking three dogs for a walk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely, uh, I like to I like to be active, I like to do things. So. I feel like
0: you also are a little bit, like, it might not be your primary love language, but I also think you like gift-giving a little bit, you know, like... Especially around like when it's Christmas time, my mom's birthday, you get really excited when you're like picking out gifts for her. It's cute. <laughs> he gets really excited, um, and then he'll ask like all like me and then my two sisters like all all of our opinions on the gifts he's looking at for her to help narrow it down. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, well, I'll, you all know you all are really good at knowing what she would like, and sometimes better at it than I am. So, yes.
0: But you find good stuff. You do. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I don't don't think they heard what you said.
0: (laughs) She said thank you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So, before we transition into other things, there was one last book we recommended. I don't think you guys have probably read this, but you were the sort of generation that had to grow up with, like, relatively very limited internet or technology access. And then you like, now we have a ton of it. So how do you think like that played a role in navigating your relationship or like how do you think that impacted it?
1: I think it was great. I, I think it really is a, uh, a disadvantage about how everyone today is plugged in and plugged in 24 seven and not just plugged into one thing, they're plugged into everything. And it's, you know, you look at social media and you take, it's easy to take a look and think, well, that's awesome, right? But no one ever posts their, you know, their bad day or even their average day on social media. It's always the best. Yeah. And so it's not real. And I think it's easy to lose track of that.
0: Yeah. Like comparing Mm -hmm. your relationship with others.
1: Because, I mean... Every relationship, you know, they all have ups and downs. And, you know, the key is you enjoy the ups and you hold on to each other during the downs.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that now, you know, at least when we were dating and early married life, you know, we didn't have everything that we have access to now. So if we wanted to see a movie, we went and like we would walk to the movies or... You know there wasn't a whole lot of things streaming. That was not even I don't even think that was a word streaming things. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, well, you guys yeah. They didn't
1: have when, like, we, when we first got British, married. We like, had to... one cell phone and we shared it. Right, right. So, yeah. uh, the you know Google no <laughs> did not was not around. Right. Uh, and then you take a look at like TikTok and Instagram and all, Twitter or I guess it's X now. <laughs> none of those none of those were around. So yeah. it was easy. Um,
2: I feel like we spent a little bit more time with maybe other couples and friends to do things for the weekend rather than you know centering it so much around the new movie that got released yeah. to Netflix or a yeah. series that we really want to finish up and um, you know we're kind of like focused on let's get home and finish up that series that we're looking at or streaming well, we things talked,
1: like that. Right. I think that was the big thing is you, we talked a lot and now. There's so many different things pulling people in different directions that it's harder. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Although, one thing that's good about social media, I think, is the ability to, when you're driving from point A to point B, to pull up the maps on your phone or in your car. Because we used to, when we would drive places, um, we would have a physical map that I would, in the driver's or in the uh, passenger seat, I would have the map and trying to give directions to dad as the driver. And that,
0: Definitely did not cause any arguments, (laughs) I bet. That never went smoothly. (laughs) I'm going to bring it back a little bit in your relationship. You guys are what I consider or call freshman college sweethearts, right? Because you started dating pretty early on in your freshman year of college and just Mm -hmm. never stopped, obviously. Um, So when it... You guys are from different areas. So when you went back home for a break, you were, like, states away. How did that sort of impact it? Because, like, now we can just call each other text or FaceTime or...
1: Yeah. True. Really,
0: we have a lot more access to each other.
1: So for us, to call was a long-distance phone call. Right. Yeah. So that meant you had to pay for it. Um, and, you know, we, we weren't really that far apart, just on opposite sides of D.C. with... Your mom on the Maryland side and me on the Virginia side. We um, wrote
2: letters to each other. Yes. A lot. Like I really? have a whole box of letters. Yeah. Letters. And then I would take pictures of myself, like what, doing whatever I was doing over the summer. Well, let's I'd be have to specific about
1: they were appropriate pictures. <laughs> <Stop it>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Pictures of well, going to the pool with friends or things like that. And you'd have to go and get them developed and printed like Polaroids no like, no, like, like you go on a camera and, like it's film you have to and go and to go like get CVS. The film oh, yeah wow. get the film developed you usually have to wait a week to get the picture it would be printed out and then I would put it in a letter and send it off to him so
0: like do you guys still us, have those letters
2: I do do you have yeah, yours somewhere I think I know where mine are <laughs> okay. they're very precious to me <laughs> That's cute.
0: Yeah, but no, that's how we communicated over the summer was through written letters. Yeah, yeah. And then was it like all the better when you guys got to see each other when school started back up? Oh yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was great, so, exciting, and fun. Even when we
2: were in school together, though, there were no cell phones, so if we wanted to meet, you couldn't just text. Right, right. If we wanted to meet for class, for um, lunch after class, or something, he would usually have to come by my dorm and like might even write a note on my door like everybody had up like Like whiteboards you know you could write a note and say meet me at this time you had a
1: plan you had a plan in advance Mm -hmm. to spend time together so I think that that um made it more precious yeah that you actually have to think about it
0: put in more like effort instead of doing last minute stuff yeah so when social or when like um internet developed more like technology sort of progressed a lot did it really change that much for you guys because you guys were married already married a few years when Mm -hmm. cell phones were invented
1: so it it made things easier like when um your mom was pregnant with your oldest sister Mm -hmm. right i had a beeper That the hospital gave us, Mm -hmm. uh, so that you know when she went to labor, she could beat me and I call her, right? Um, at home, yeah, yes. Uh, you know, by the time you were born, yeah, which is only five years later,
0: you had like a Blackberry, right? Yeah,
1: I had a cell phone.
0: Yeah,
2: I can remember driving to work before I had any children, and on the news, they were talking about something called the World Wide Web. And it would be called WWW. And I remember thinking, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> that is never going to work. And she. <laughs>
2: and who would ever use that? Why do you need to look stuff
1: up? And it's important to realize that at that time, she was developing computer systems for Google. Of- <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Embarrassingly. Yeah. That's what I thought of that. But. So with like technology being more prevalent now in your relationship do you guys think you've sort of lost those foundations you built or do you think you still just use them like the yeah. communication planning
1: well I don't think I think the foundation is always there but I also think it's it's something that you always have to work on because it's really like easy. adapting yeah well it's adapting. easy to take for granted right it's easy mm-hmm. to take things for granted and you have to um, to work on things.
2: I can say, like thinking about you know people who are dating and um, that kind of thing. Now, it is really hard. Like when we were together in college and you know early years of marriage, you know when you were physically in the same room, there weren't a whole lot of distractions. You know what I mean? You didn't have cell phones, people texting you, you thinking, oh, I want to go look up something or I want to text somebody this before I forget there were no distractions so I think if you're in a relationship now you do really have to work hard to not let those um, things interfere with you know your relationship and the amount of time that you spend together and whether or not it's quality time you know if you're physically just in the same room together both of you on your phone or if you um you know are actually spending time together because I think that impacts us as well just like it does yeah you guys too you know your age group
1: well, it's you have a lot more things pulling you a lot more different directions.
2: Yeah. yeah, specifically work can get a hold of you at all hours of the day. You know, um, friends can, which in a way is great, but in another way, it's it's I think can hinder, you know, um, relationships within your household. You know, yeah. if you're kind of plugged into your phone all the uh, time, really,
1: computer. I mean, I think society is always bad about. American society and we about instant gratification but now it is a whole lot worse where you know if something pops in your head you have basically a supercomputer in your hand and you can go online and find out the answer yeah um, or if you know a TV show is boring you can or a commercial comes on if you're watching TV that has commercials um <laughs> and um you can you know instead of talking or doing something you just jump on your phone uh, mm-hmm. where you used to talk
2: yeah i think it's made a lot i'm of definitely guilty AD. of that <laughs> <laughs> well i am too even you know even though we know better and have seen what it's like to have a relationship the other way we still do like yeah. how many times do i you know say oh i need something let me get on amazon and, and get it like right now you know yeah
0: so, I do want to circle back on something Mom said. Uh, with, like, technology, now anyone can reach you 24-7, uh, especially, like, work. How has that, like, impacted you guys with, like, your relationship? Like, have you had any, like, date nights suddenly interrupted because of work, like, and how do you sort of deal with that and not let it sort of become, like, an issue on both ways, like not straining on your relationship and setting that boundary with work and like, yeah, Yeah. just any advice on that.
2: I think that's a hard boundary to maintain. You can always set it in your mind, but for some reason, maintaining that boundary is really difficult, I think. You know, Dad's been called on Christmas Day. He's been called overnight in the middle of the the night for his work. Um, You know, so it is definitely something that can impede... I think relationships
0: and... So that would be like where your communications would have come then like...
1: To some extent, you know, I think we had a natural boundary when you all were young because we had four of you within five years. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there were times where people might be able to get hold of us, but we couldn't do anything for them because we had, you know, it was just natural. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, I think you know, careers have changed and, you know, we've been very blessed and uh, I've progressed in my career where I'm much, I'm more able to put my phone down and not have to worry about responding right away. Yeah.
0: So when you weren't where you are now, I guess, how would you handle that? Like, interruption um, in in like a healthy way? Like if you are
1: on a date or you're
0: Like, doing something, you know?
1: Try to turn it off your phone. But, you know, there's like, your mom was talking about Christmas. There was one year where we went to um, Christmas Eve Mass, and I turned off my phone. And I didn't turn my phone back on until Christmas Day when I was calling, you know, uh, your grandma and Poppy to come over. And all of a sudden, I had eight messages from a client. And that was Christmas Day. Um, and I was afraid something horrible had happened. And I, I um, called her back Christmas Day. And then I got you know, yelled in. at for calling her Christmas Day. <laughs> and uh, you know, that was the last time I ever called a, cri- a client on Christmas Day. <laughs> um, oh, nice. yeah. So, you so. know, the part of it is, you know, you, you learn. And I think
2: setting boundaries, not only for a relationship, it's healthy for you as a person, you know, for everybody to know where those boundaries are and set them and stick to it or do the best they can to stick to it. I mean, because everybody needs time away from...
1: You need time away from work. Yeah. Uh, You also need to have dedicated... You have dedicated time for work, but you also need dedicated time for the other people in your life. Mm -hmm. That's
0: good advice. Yeah. So I do want to shift once again a little bit. Um, So we talked a lot on our social media about like fun, stay in date nights, fun going out date nights, like good because it's the holiday season, like little fun, spontaneous um, uh, date ideas, stuff like that. How have you guys sort of handled that? Like, do you have any good recommendations for any of those how do you guys sort of go about date nights like even when you first started dating
1: Mm -hmm. oh first started dating it was it was easy we didn't have kids Mm -hmm. so you know we would um walk to a restaurant or and then walk to a movie or that was great do one or both we were you know very very fortunate to live close to restaurants and close to the movie theater um we also, you know, when we first got married, we lived uh, right outside of DC. Mm-hmm. So we could go into the, we'd go into DC and you had the Smithsonian and you had uh, all the Smithsonian museums and you had the Kennedy Center. You had, it was, there was a lot to do. Uh, and there's lots to do here. It's just, um, you know, we live farther out and we had kids relatively quickly and it's just so things change. Yeah. I
2: think our idea of a date night has changed over the years as well, because when we were younger, it was all about, you know, going out with friends and meeting at a bar and just ha- you know staying out late and dancing that kind of thing. But it it slowly kind of changed as we had children. Date nights became um, like you one know, on one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Time, you know, I know that around the holidays, we would always set aside a date night to go through our Christmas list and what we were going to get each of you kids and. We would set aside um, date nights to, if we had to talk about an issue in the family that with either one of you kids or or the dynamics of the family, just anything like that that was going on, we would set aside a date night to talk about serious things just to kind of get out and away from um, chaos and things like that. Yeah. Um, And then our date nights for a little while turned, you know, more into like family nights because as you guys got older, I think at least one of us (laughs) (laughs) felt like, you know, they're not going to be around here for very long. You know, they're they're flying the coop, they're leaving, they're going to college, and I just was trying to hold on to you guys. So I think a lot of times you were you know, more invited, like, let's all go out together. Yeah.
0: I think you still kind of do that a little. (laughs) Like, I'll get a text every now and then I'll be like, Don, are going out? Anyone want to join? I I know. I know. Because we
2: miss you now. But, um, yeah. And then I think, um, you know, it's just slowly progressed when you're, and that's the way it should be too. When you're young, it is, you know, more about, like, your friends and going out and staying out late and, and now I think sometimes our date nights revolve around a good bottle of wine and sometimes just peace, peace and quiet. Peace <laughs> home,
0: walking the dog, watching a movie. I know you, know you guys are really into Blue Bloods right now. Yeah,
2: it's <laughs> old. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're getting there. But uh, it's all good. It's all good. As long as you spend time together, no matter what you know you do at the time, as long as you're spending quality time together and um, you know building on your relationship, it's through each stage. I think of your. Um, You know, how old you are and how far along your relationship is. Just doing things that are appropriate for that
0: period in your life. You know, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Have you guys, like, I know you said your date nights have sort of changed now with age. um, But have you kept any traditions, I guess? Like, I know we have some on the list that are, like, going to see Christmas lights or, like... Mm -hmm. Decorating mm-hmm. gingerbread houses or doing Christmas crafts or like decorating the house for Christmas. Yeah. Have you guys like kept any traditions date night? Cool.
1: Well, I think you know, a lot of the traditions you discussed, they're became time that family. we have. Yeah, there's time, but they're also time we have together. Yeah, building
2: memories together with you kids, yeah. Right, and,
1: you know, but we, um, you know, we've always, or frequently, gone out for, you know, cheap Mexican and had, Mm -hmm. you know, margaritas and talked and caught up. Um, We used to do that every, we used to do that every Friday. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, before before you all were born. You guys do that now. Not every Friday. I know. Yeah, but
2: it's still kind of a tradition that we've had for a while,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah, we do it because, you know, it's relatively inexpensive. Um, And it's just something that's kind of always...
0: Simple (laughs) pleasures. Yeah, Mm it was
1: always stuck. And it's easy because, you know, we don't have to clean up. We don't have to cook. um, And we just...
2: Spend time together.
1: Yeah, and talk yeah
2: i think as we've gotten older too that you know um it's just has changed you know like there's different things that we enjoy doing now that we didn't would not have thought was fun you know when we were younger in fact going on that trip to israel and being on a bus full of people that was a really fun trip that we got to spend a lot of quality time together Yeah, i
1: don't think we we were both kind of iffy about being on a bus. Right.
2: With a bunch of older people. And, and now I... I remember we did,
0: like yeah. when Nana would come and like her and Pops would talk about like their trips they've taken, mm-hmm. uh, like a bus tours, you guys would be like,
2: that sounds so boring. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Or who wants to do that? Like be yeah. on a bus with a bunch of people. But we did it and we had a blast. Yeah, but we knew most of, of
1: people on the bus too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just and a, we good, a lot good way to so reconnect. It was It was a little bit different like that. But I also, um, you know, when we were younger, uh, we were in a young, a young group, marriage group at, at our mm-hmm. parish, mm-hmm. and we do stuff together now with um, uh, our parish and with outside of our parish with other people who are, you know, empty she, uh,
2: dusters, kind of in our same. Yeah, they have the
1: same faith, same values. Um, so you know, that's always been important to us.
2: Yeah. I think for us, too, like we're in a real transition period right now because you being the youngest, you know, you're about ready to graduate college and um, we truly are about ready to become empty nesters. And so um, <laughs> all that makes your dad super happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a and me, raise. And me really sad. Um, <laughs> I think that it's important to, like, you know, make sure that you reconnect and remember what you liked about the person, you know. So, um, and it turns out I do really like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I really do enjoy his company. Yeah. So that's good at least. But,
1: but, you know, you know, one of the things you talked about is relationships and you want to talk about relationships and, you know, I think one of the key to relationships is and, you know, no one's perfect. No one does this all the time, but you try to think about what the other person would want. And I think your mom's really good about that, about, you know, thinking about, you you. So I think you, you know.
2: Put the other person first. Right. And if they put you first, that's always been kind of one of our rules, like, you know, that we've voiced out loud. Like, I will put you first, and you will put me first, and in the end, everybody will feel like they're cared for and taken care of. Yeah.
1: Because relationships aren't 50-50, yeah. I mean sometimes they are a hundred and sometimes they're 90 10 sometimes 80 20 um, but if you know both both people are committed to um, to doing their best yeah and they understand and they trust that the other person will but understand that the other person is going to fall short right then it's, it's going to work out. You can I mean, I never think...
2: keep score, too. It's just not one of those... Relationships are not one of the things that you can keep score with. No, like, no. I did five really, you know, self-sacrificing things for him and he hasn't done any for me or that kind of thing. You just can't. It's... it's And you're in it for the long haul, you know? Right. It's a marathon. Yeah.
0: So, Do you guys have any last advice for those um, in relationships and, like, I don't know, maybe in a rough patch or, like, Starting to get serious with people.
1: So I think one of the things that really helped us um, was at the beginning, right? When we went through an engagement encounter and a questionnaire, and mm-hmm. um, we had no idea because we got mm-hmm. married when we were 22. And um, it'd be funny to go back and take a look at those questionnaires now because I guarantee you, Um, that at 22, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves (laughs) into. Uh, But they at least made us think. Mm -hmm. And um, we've been very fortunate in that, you know, we've been able to grow and learn and love together.
2: And I think that I agree with Dad and also think that, you know, we had very few hard and fast rules. I just think we had Mm -hmm. guidelines, you know, for... And I think some of those guidelines were, that we had, um, were to just believe that the other person was truly trying to do their best. Like believe that the other person is, is not intentionally trying to harm you or do anything to aggravate you. Like you're, you have to believe that they are doing the best that they can, um, you know, in everything that they're doing and, um. One of the second rules that we had was, like we just said, to put the other person first, and everything will be taken care of that way. And then the third rule, I think, that we had when we were first married was don't spend more than $50 without asking the other person if it's okay.
1: (laughs)
0: Well, you guys got married when Dad was... Still in law school, right before, before he
1: right started before, law school, yeah. yeah. No, not right before, like three years before,
2: right? We met when we were 18. Yeah, I got married January right after when we were 23, like right January after 20. you graduated, right? 23 or we 22. got married when we were 22 years
0: old, 23, 22, 23. You're older than her, yeah.
1: yeah. I was 23, you were 22, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah, Yeah. And then he went to law school,
1: we worked for like two and a half years, three years. Uh, I went to law school. Yeah. And we, know, that was future, I think that was one of the big things in all honesty is, you know, we left the DC area and moved to Georgia. Yeah. Uh, for law school. And we were
2: on our own. We didn't know
1: anyone. You yeah. Know, so starting you know, kind, of, by uh, kind right. of forced us right. to, you know, um, to
2: cling to each other, bond to each other, make sure, you know, that we're always on the same page and, yeah. Support
1: one another, yeah. I mean, but like you know, there have been like difficult times and things sure. where we don't agree, and you know, we've had health issues with kids and mm-hmm. everything else. But at the end, you know, it's like, um, you know, a wave, right? You have high points and low points, and but
2: in the end, I would say he's always been my best friend. You know what I mean? Oh, so that's I know true. that. <laughs> yeah.
0: She hasn't been yours? No. We, <laughs> right. we no? Been, we've, been, we've
1: been each other's best okay. friends. We've been each other's best friends.
0: So I know he's a
2: good person. He's a good man. You know what I mean? And yeah. I knew that back when I was 18. Yeah. So we got lucky. And got, I know we got very, very everybody lucky. out there will too.
0: Well, thank you guys for sort of coming on the podcast, giving your insights. Thanks for having us. And stuff. Thank course. you. Yeah. And for those listening, check out our Instagram and TikTok, as well as our blog for some of those ideas for staying in dates, going out dates, and holiday dates. Um, and check out to get those books I mentioned. They'll be on the
1: blog as well. And have a great day, y'all. Bye.